Truth Seekers, welcome back to another episode of That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. My name's Jamie. My name is Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Bree, what is tonight's episode about? Being a lunatic. Heyo, did you say Luna? I did, I did, I did. Does that mean we're talking about the moon? Talking about the moon tonight. Oh my goodness. The moon and all its many wonders and anomalies and conspiracies. Yeah, just we're going to we're just going to we're going to talk moon. We're not going to get super specific about what we're going to get into cuz we're just going to kind of let the conversation wonder where it wonders. Let's start off at the top of the episode and just be like, what the fuck is the moon? What the hell is that in the sky? So it's this big ass thing that's in our sky. <laughs> That you see, like, at night. You also sometimes see it during the daytime. Ooh, and that might mean it's flat, right? I was going to say, a lot of people think... the moon be out if the sun is out. Yeah, a lot of people think that the Earth is flat because the moon, you can see it during the daytime, so it's proof that it's all just holograms and projections and not real. Um, so every time I see the moon... Bullshit! <laughs> every time I see the moon during the daytime, literally, I just look at it and say the Earth is flat. Yeah, every time. I do, too. It's kind of funny. It's a, it's a big joke, though. It's a huge joke. All right, Sorry so, if you believe that. No... Disrespect no to you no and what's going on in your head. Because but the, weird things go on in my head, too, so it's okay. It's all right. Like, we're not mad at it. So it's this thing that sits up in our sky, right? You see it all the time. It's tidally locked with us, which mm-hmm. means that it faces us at all times. We yep. only ever see one side of it. First red flag. Suspicious. <clears throat> Suspicious. It orbits with us and around us kind of at this, it has a very similar slow it's a 27 day rotation around us which is you know how we get our months and shit and you know <laughs> and, our, our and the moon like pulls the tide back and forth the moon does lots of things but yeah, if we the, didn't have the moon oh my god we would be a shit show yeah there. exactly so i think everyone kind of knows what the moon is if you don't I'm going to suggest uh, Wikipediaing it if you're unsure of what our moon is. If you're is. unsure, then you might be under the age of four years old. So. And I probably wouldn't recommend listening to this. Absolutely. If you're a parent, shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so here's my first question when it comes to the moon. Mm. is how the fuck was it created? Yeah. The prevailing theory that is like most widely supported by the scientific community is the giant impact theory. It suggests that the moon was formed about 4.5 billion years ago when an object smashed into young Earth. When our solar system was being created, it was like a really violent place where like masses were swirling around and there's like gas and dust and air and everything's crashing into each other. And so there was like a lot of these quote unquote like planets that were created and that were never really made into planets. So we're going to call those things a pre-planet, okay? So there's all these pre-planets forming inside of the universe. So according to this giant impact theory, there's this pre-planet and they named it Thea. And side note, Thea comes from um, the name of a Greek titan who was the mother of Selene, who was the goddess of the moon. That wordplay though, (laughs) right? So anyways, Thea was roughly about the size of Mars way back in the day. And this theory kind of concluded that Thea ran into our young Earth, and when it smashed into it, the aftermath is that it threw up a bunch of this, like, vaporized chunks of young Earth. And it went up into space, and gravity over time made all of that stuff stick to the outside of Thea. Interesting. Why they say that this is probably what happened is that our moon is the largest moon in our solar system in relation to our host planet. Mm -hmm. So like all all the other planets, their moons on it are so small compared to what the planet is. Little baby moon. Yeah, little, you know, like little dust that was out there and it slowly formed. It's not so big. And it's usually odd shaped, not like ours. Exactly. According to NASA, this is a quote from them. When the young Earth 
and this rogue body collided, the energy involved was 100 million times larger than the event believed to have wiped out the dinosaurs. So that's a picture of how violent of a smash it would have been the two of them coming together. Although this happens to not be the most popular theory among scientists, it's not a theory without imperfections. Most models of this theory suggest that about like 60% of the moon should be made up of the material of Thea, the original, mm -hmm. you know, pre-planet that hit us. But the rock samples from the Apollo missions kind of suggest otherwise. Right. Saying like scientists are saying that the earth and the moon geologically are almost twins. Yeah. So, had a lot of the same isotopes and whatnot. Yeah, it kind of smashes that down. So another theory is the multi-impact scenario. So in our early solar system, there were like a shit ton of impacts. So it's more likely that several impact events form the moon rather than one big special event. We don't always have to, I think, explain things down to like a single event. I think sometimes an explanation for something is like lots of things could have happened. And I feel like us as humans, we're always trying to constantly put things into like a little box. And we have to remember that that these events happened over billions and billions of years. So it's not something that happened to snap. There's also the co-formation theory, which is that two large pre-planets collided with each other and it left like young Earth surrounded with a ring of material that came out of the impact. And over millions and billions of years, the impact that came out from the Earth formed into the moon. So all of that space dust that kind of got put out there from the impact Our created the moon. space dust. Mm -hmm. This is also a good one I really like. The capture theory. Earth's gravity just kind of snagged a passing moon as it was going by. Mm -hmm. And we know this to be like a proven thing because it has happened with other planets before where they just, their gravity is so immense that they grab something and it just starts to be their moon, which you is those weird ones. Well, it's smaller, but it's also those weird shaped ones that you see. The ones that, are, that naturally over, you know, millions of years have been rotating in its gravitational yeah. pull. Another theory that people talk about, I guess you could say it's more on the conspiracy side, which would be that the moon is an engineered object, that it's a satellite that was driven here. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it is a terrestrial object, but then it's been drilled out. So you're saying that it came from somewhere else in the universe and that someone brought it here. That's a yes, theory of how the moon yeah. came about. Yes. I like that. So then what about like the lunar landings? So I think majority of the people at this point can agree that the first one was faked. Mm-hmm, 100%. The whole space race in, in general. Was just kind of a bunch of bullshit and a giant, a giant production put on by the government. Yeah, there's plenty of reasons behind it. And then there's also plenty of evidence, the multiple shadows that were cast, which would be more than one light source. Yeah, the pictures that they have where you're seeing a light reflection and you're seeing some sort of like artificial light bouncing off in this picture. And it's like, wait, where does that come from? That's not the sun. <laughs> No, it's not the sun. And then the flag. Everyone always talks about the flag, that it's... How it's waving in the wind. But if there's no yeah. gravity, there's not really any wind up there. So what's it doing? Exactly. There's no atmosphere. There's no... It's like you have your helmet on, but then there's wind to blow the flag. Like, mm -hmm. how does that make sense? Yeah. And then we also have the videos. Somebody falls over and the way they get back up almost looks like they're being pulled by strings. Yeah, like they're snatched back up into mm -hmm. like an upright position. Mm -hmm. And then I think you told me one time that NASA accidentally videotaped over footage? Yeah, so the original footage from the very first moon landing does not exist. <laughs> and NASA's excuse for it is that they accidentally taped over it. Whoops. Yeah, they just, they one day they were taping some shit and they were like, oh, we'll use this. <laughs> yeah. Not realizing that they labeled it first moonwalk ever. 
or anything like that. Like Jim's 1980 bat mitzvah. We'll yeah. Use this like they didn't they didn't put it like in a vault or anything. They just kind of threw it in a box with some like you know some eight tracks and we're like fuck it. I don't even think eight tracks were some records. Exactly. It's some probably records. labeled like to fuck yeah. question mark. Mm-hmm. But did we dot dot dot? <laughs> so a lot of the original footage isn't around. There's some clips of it that were, were clips that were like aired on um, news shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. of it. And those are still around and you could see a lot of those. And that's where a lot of these weird images that you're getting of the people getting like kind of thrown back up and stuff. But it's very interesting to me that NASA just, it just disappeared just yeah. out of nowhere. It just doesn't sound like anything that could ever happen. I that think there would be one tape and not be you know, duplicated that they would have multiple copies. Yeah, and I think that this is also, like, a big thing with NASA where, like, when they do give us an explanation for something, it's usually so stupid that it's, like, of course people believe it. Like, something so dumb, like space dust. Yeah. Like, when we were talking about why it looks like there's an alien megastructure, and their answer is, oh, it's just space dust. Like, it's such a stupid, simple, dumb answer to explain something, and they just assume that everybody will accept it. Well, because the sad part is that the media will grab onto that, and then it will be everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I think people just take the simplest excuses, Mm -hmm. and they gobble it up, and then it spreads across media. Because it's easy, it's quick, you don't have to explain it, it's just, it was dust. I think it's just easier for people to just assume that all conspiracy theories are bullshit and that everything that they're told that has happened has actually happened. I can see that. What a lot of people can think about are these weird, weird things that we happen to see in pictures of the moon, which people are calling ULOs, unidentified lunar objects. Mm -hmm. These pictures that we're getting back and it's like crazy ass structures or something that looks like a satellite Mm -hmm. or something that looks like a bridge. I mean, there's always photos coming back where people are like, look at this. We've analyzed this and this looks like a building that is 20 miles high. So then explain to me why somebody here on Earth can't take a telescope and a camera and just zoom in and get really clear pictures of all of those things. Okay, so one thing that is highly discussed in like the alternative news type of area is that there's a hologram that is always projecting a mirage image so that we can't actually see what's happening on the moon. I've seen this video. Are you talking about that video where it's the moon and it looks like he's recording it and it looks like you see a wave almost go over it, like a change maybe in a slide or like a, like the frequency is adjusting in the hologram. I think that is the greatest evidence for it. Because you hear that these things occur, but then you have the everyday people that really are trying to jimmy rig up their telescope to try to always capture footage that's happening on the moon. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they do actually capture these crafts that are Mm -hmm. coming in and out. I've seen some incredible footage, but to see that to see this type of weird effect that like happens weird over the moon. static wave. It's, it's kind like, of the yeah. only way I can describe it. It's like an image is being set back to replay. Kind of like, you know, back in the day when Blockbuster was around and you yes. used to rent tapes? Yes. And when you used to rewind, it used, used to kind of have the wiggles over it yeah, as it rewound. Absolutely. That's what the video is like for the holographic moon. Yeah, I think anyone who hasn't seen it should definitely go see it. I know that the page that originally uploaded was deleted. Really? That YouTube shut it down. And it did open up under another page, and then I believed it got shut down again. But I do know that the video's out there. You can see it. Definitely Secure Team 10 has it for sure. But I know that it's out there, but I do know it's a page that was shut down by YouTube, too. To me, that's like, what better way than to spike the conspiracy by taking it down off the internet? Oh, yeah. 
for sure. But I know I've seen more than one video on it. Like people are capturing weird, weird, weird things where, that you would assume shouldn't be there. But in my opinion, I don't think this gives proof to the moon itself being a hologram because I know that's also a big theory from people. I think that it just more displays evidence of a hologram being projected so that you see this perfect moon appearance and you don't see what's going on on the actual surface of the moon opposed to the moon just completely being non-existent. So there's a theory that the moon is nothing but a hologram. I know, that's just weird okay. to me. Flat Earth kind of has a little theory like that too, that it's all projection. So you're saying that you don't necessarily agree with the moon is a hologram, but you do believe that there's a possibility that government and space agencies are using some type of cloaking device that maybe mimics a hologram over the moon to make it look like it has a certain appearance mm -hmm. so we don't see what's actually there. Absolutely. There's no better way than to mask what's actually going on in the moon. Okay, so on that note then, what do you think the moon is? <laughs> I'm going to kind of lean towards the belief that the moon is a big base for the secret space program and that it's kind of like a demilitarized zone for other agencies, whether that's civilian or deep military or NASA that are coming in and out of the solar system and also like a ground for before you're gonna kind of take off into hyperspace. And I also think that, I mean, if we were to go back into certain documents that we know about, we've heard about this Project Horizon. That was a plan that was basically outlined about buildings and a civilization of a military base that was gonna be permanent on the moon and this happened in the 1950s and this was basically going to be for protection but also for surveillance against the Soviet Union. So it's funny that you mentioned the 1950s because in the 1950s is when we actually got the first pictures of the dark side of the moon. I know. Which we call the dark side of the moon because we can't see it but in all reality it's actually the light side of the moon. Mm -hmm. And we look at the dark side of the moon. So the Soviet Union had a program called the Lunar Program and it was their space program. And it like literally billions and trillions of dollars was spent on it. And they had several different missions and it all kicked off in 1959 of when they started this. So every mission was called Luna and it was like Luna 1, 2, 12, 87, 54, whatever. <laughs> and the thing about the Luna program is the numbers of Lunas that are actually numbered are the not the amount of Lunas that were put into space. A lot of them were mistakes. A lot of them didn't go out of Earth's orbit and those were never numbered or named anything. So out of all of these attempts, you have to remember for every attempt that they got right, there's like six of them where they got wrong. So this is the beginning of quote unquote space technology back in 1959. So in the beginning of 1959, Luna 1 was sent up there and it missed the moon and it ended up falling into orbit around the sun. So it ended up subsequently being the first thing to orbit the sun. Although not successful, successful still. Right, like could pretend that it was meant to be. Yeah, exactly. So then Luna 3 rounded the moon. It went out, it went around the moon, it came back. And it returned the first ever photos of the dark side of the moon. The camera that took the pictures um, took 29 pictures over 40 minutes and it covered about 70% of the lunar's far side that we can never see. Then the first image returned by the Luna 3 showed that the far side of the moon looked 
way different than the side that we looked at. Most noticeably in these pictures was the lack of the lunar um, kind of splotching that we see. Mm -hmm. So when we look up at the moon, we see a few impact spots and a lot of these dark black areas. Yep. And it has been explained to us that these dark black areas are lava. The moon, just like Earth, has a molten core. You got volcanoes, just like here on Earth. And so that's all those black things. So when these pictures came back of the dark side of the moon, and it was very white and you didn't see those dark marks, people were already immediately like, this is really confusing. Why does it look so different? So then Luna 9, became the first probe to achieve a soft landing on a planet near us. So it was the first thing. You have to remember, in between all of these attempts and stuff, it's us um, in America trying to do stuff too, but I'm not gonna go over <laughs> any of that. Cause we should all know the stories of our American space program, are fake or real. Alleged. <laughs> yeah. So um, Luna 9, and this was in 1966, it, it was the first time it ever landed on the moon. Uh, so when it landed, it took a bunch of pictures and uh, transmitted them back here to Earth. And this was like the first close-up shots of the lunar surface. So then Luna 10 became the first artificial satellite of the moon. So it became the first thing that started to orbit the moon for a long time. And we can kind of go on and on. There's Luna 17, Luna 21, Luna 16, Luna 24. And all of these things were all of these milestones that happened. The fact is, is that the Soviet Union did a lot of things first mm -hmm. before America. America, quote unquote, landed on the moon first, like put a <laughs> person on the moon first, so they say. Yeah, so they say. The la <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. They allegedly put a person on the moon first. But if you look at the Soviet Union, I mean, their their tenacity and their spunk to get this shit done and to do it constantly oh, and yeah. over and over and over again oh, yeah. is really something to be admired. Probably like, no sleep, no, no. food for you. No, we only eat <laughs> potatoes. You just take those to space. More vodka, more production. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, you know, it's interesting because I feel like we have this timeline that's kind of told to us and then there's a completely separate timeline that isn't. That's actually happening? That's actually happening. And it's hard. I feel like we get a clump here and we get a clump there. You know, maybe it was this morning or it was yesterday and we were talking about Operation Paperclip. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me that even before, if we were to go back to this Project Horizon that I mentioned, even before that, in the 1940s, that there were documents that were released that FDR had commissioned an SSP, well, this, the Secret Space Program. And that, of course, he used the help of these Nazi scientists to conduct this, which would lead us into Operation Paperclip. Yeah, and if you guys aren't too familiar with Operation Paperclip, it's basically where, after World War II, um, instead of punishing all of the horrible Nazis for the terrible things that we did, America basically took asylum on them and said, you can come to America if you're a scientist for us and you help us get to the moon and we won't prosecute you. So mm -hmm. hundreds, probably thousands of scientists and incredibly smart people Absolutely. came over to America and that's really how we got a lot of our technology for space. It really had absolutely nothing to do with, with the American people who were here. Absolutely. And it was pretty much like, even though there are these evil Nazi scientists, there were there was word going around that they already had anti-gravity propulsion and they had already back engineered flying saucers. And so it's kind of like, okay, they're super fucking smart. Either we let whatever happens to them and then the Russians might swoop them up and then they're gonna way advance us or we take them and they're on our side. 
It's hard to say that that was the right decision, but we just pretty much made that choice because I think we wanted to be the first and the best no matter what that meant. Yes, absolutely, 100%. It was a lot about pride. You have to remember, oh, yeah. too, we were on the verge of a nuclear war with Russia at that point, and I think that it was that fear of that if Russia got there first, that mm -hmm. means that we're already losing the war. Yep. But if we get there first, we look like the stronger ones, and so they're going to be more afraid to fight us. And it's funny because I don't think a lot of people know about Operation Paperclip. I think we just assume that we helped save the day against those evil Nazis and we wrapped it up. When really, we took the smartest of the batch, we used it to our advantage, and I think that, I wanna say like one of the top heads in NASA was a Nazi scientist. I mean, yeah, probably. Because yeah, it was just about who can get us there the fastest and the most efficient. Mm-hmm, 100%. So now that we're on the moon, I think there's a big question on who's on the moon. It's us? or there's aliens on the moon, or what is going on. And I think it's interesting that there's been a few missions where certain astronauts are heard saying these weird things. Neil Armstrong was known for that, that there was that few minutes where there was that loss of communication, but really he switched onto the emergency line and he told them they're here, mm -hmm. they're watching us. And then I know that Buzz Aldrin, who was also on that walk with him, also made comments about how there was a light. There, there were strange lights that were following them and watching him. Neil Armstrong made a really strange speech one time, and he was basically insinuating that there was a lot of work to be done, and there was a lot of things that needed to be discovered if only we could pull back secrecy. If you go back and you watch it, it's the weirdest thing. It's almost like he's pretty much saying there's a lot of shit going on there and you guys will never know until you pull back the curtain of secrecy. Mm -hmm. And until that happens, you're in the dark. But if you do, then there's a whole lot of shit that's meant to be seen. And it was like one of those weird speeches that he made where all these people are speculating like, well, what the fuck did he mean by that? Mm -hmm. But I know another astronaut, Edgar Mitchell, he's very well known in the UFO kind of realm because he's very open about the fact that he believes that there's extraterrestrials on the moon, mm -hmm. that they've had bases and that they do have civilizations there mm -hmm. and that he thinks that they've been watching us and just kind of monitoring us. And so it's like you have this, these groups of astronauts that have been to the moon and they're making these comments. And it's just weird. It leads you to think like, what exactly is going on here? Obviously they know something because they've been able to land on the moon and walk and see it themselves mm -hmm. more than anyone else has. Mm -hmm. But yet neither of them necessarily confirmed nor denied it. I think that Edgar Mitchell was the biggest one to come out and be like, oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. There's, they've got to be there. Well, you have to also remember, too, out of the 24 people who have, quote-unquote, landed on the moon, <laughs> only 12 of them have walked on it. It's a small, small handful of people. Very small. And a lot of them have passed now. And I think no matter if they saw something extraordinary or if they didn't see something extraordinary... It's something they took to their grave. And I don't think it was something they even had the will to choose, mm -hmm. like, if they wanted to talk about it or not. Or not. I think there was a big shadow government hand kind of over their neck mm -hmm. like you're gonna do this and you're not gonna do that you can say this and you cannot say that that reminds me did you ever watch the show on netflix the astronaut's wife 
Yes, weird ass movie. So fucking weird. So was it a movie or a show? It was a movie. It was a movie. It was with really, Johnny Depp. And it was really good. And I think was it Charlize Theron? I think so. So fucking weird. And it and I feel like that a Things lot. Could happen. Well, I think a lot of the vibes of that movie were like something happened and no one could say anything. Like, it, it drove a lot of them a little bit crazy uh-huh. that they couldn't talk about it. That Absolutely. was like this very hush-hush, like, we know something happened and we cannot speak about it. And we just have to pretend like everything was normal and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because Buzz Aldrin, which I was just speaking of, he even said, like, a quote, I don't even want to get involved. I don't mm-hmm. even want to get mixed up into it mm-hmm. on whether or not there was a weird conspiracy going on. He was said to have wanted to throw up every time he thought about landing back on the moon. Interesting. That he was going to get sick. Inter- that's an interesting reaction. And then that people would ask him, what does it feel like to walk on the moon? And he replied something like, that's the biggest question that troubles me every day. Like he can't put a description it's to it. It's so weird. That's He's like, I don't know. It's the biggest thing that troubles my mind every single day. Like every day I think about how to describe to someone what it's like to walk on the moon and I just can't come up with it. Because maybe it never happens. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Plausible deniability. I don't know. It's super weird. He is a weird dude though. Like He's the one of the astronauts who, out of all of them, really went out and was like, I'm going to be the face of this shit. And, like, went and did every talk <laughs> he show. Really he really did. Yeah, he went and did every talk show he could and went on every news thing he could and really milked it for everything it was fucking worth. Like, that's right. I walked on the fucking moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His whole vibes are so weird to me. I feel like one minute he wants to be like, there's weird shit going on. And then the next minute he wants to be like, there's nothing. This is science. It's just science, guys. Yeah. And then he's like, there's no kooky stuff going on. Very Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. He was like, there's nothing kooky. Little like wackos want to believe. But if that makes people interested in space and what we're doing here, then I'm all for it. That's very interesting. That's an interesting. I don't know, he's a weird dude. I do think that he was a weird dude before he went to quote unquote space, or do you think space made him a weird dude? I think that the mind control and the mind wiping that they have going on is powerful and strong. Absolutely powerful. Who knows what he experienced and what they could have made him believe and what they could have wiped from his mind. Mm-hmm. We hear a lot of weird stories about people that are even in orbit of Earth mm-hmm. when weird shit starts happening to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do an episode on that one time. It, it just feels like weird shit starts to happen to people when they leave the Earth. And I wonder if that's a natural phenomenon or if that's they see and they experience other things that we're not told should exist. And so... When they come back, they can't deal with it? They can't. Not only can they not deal with it, but maybe they're super fucking confused because maybe their brains were wiped or there was some type of strange mind control to make them believe one thing happened and not the other. And there's contradicting beliefs and memories that are clashing. It's a huge possibility. (laughs) There's so many theories and so many strange anomalies that happened with the moon. I think we can really only touch base on a few things. Mm -hmm. Even us trying to think about doing the episode was almost overwhelming for us because there's so many things that we could talk about. There's so many facts to be said. And we both knew that there was no way that we could just spit out a whole bunch of shit without leaving a lot of it out. All right, Brie. Guess what fucking time it is. Dr. Sci-Fi.
honor of our moon episode. Oh, is it something spicy from the lunar object? It is. I like lunar object. We'll call it that. So it has been theorized, one of your favorite theories. Oh. That the moon is hollow. Is hollow. Mm-hmm. Hello. So there's many different reasons why people think the moon is hollow. They think that it's a spaceship. They think that it was mined out. They think that it was like Mars. Once people lived there and something happened, and so now they all live underground. It's theorized that there are military bases inside of the moon. There's a space program inside of the moon. You name it, the moon is empty and something's inside <laughs> of it. And so our factor sci-fi is... Is it hollow? Is it hollow? You know what's funny? I'm glad that you actually picked this as a factor sci-fi because we did not talk about this. I know we didn't, and I know that's one of your favorite things. (laughs) How? Sometimes I can read minds, and I know exactly (laughs) what you need. So why don't you go ahead and tell me, Brie, start off with your thoughts and everything, because I know you're excited about this. Ooh, couldn't even let me get my sentence out. Say it again. Facts. Okay, and the, what? The Tell me moon about it. Tell and me. My, in my opinion, in my humble opinion of all possibilities roaming through my head, the fact that it's not hollow is not a fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I absolutely think so. I think the fact that when they put seismic meters on the moon and they slammed the Orion lunar module on the moon and the, it rang like a bell obviously showing that it wasn't as dense as it should have been. There was nothing to absorb any of the shock waves and that it, quote, rang like a bell for hours. And Or the fact that they did try drilling one time into these craters and it was like they hit something they could not get so deep. And that we hear so much about these different bases that are going on. I think absolutely in my mind clicks the Death Star from Star Wars. And then I flash back to how we talk about media and movies and TV shows, how there's actual real life events that are being seeded to us through what we would consider sci-fi or what we would consider just a drama. I think it's the perfect way to get you acclimated to the truth. And also at the same time to when you hear a crazy conspiracy like that, you think, Oh my God, you're being so dramatic. That's just a movie. It's all fantasy. And I think a lot of it actually isn't. It's real truth being seeded in with the story. I'm right there with you. I 100% think that this is a fact. Sweet, I'm surprised. I thought you were gonna hit me with a sci-fi. No, I'm hitting you straight with a fact on this one. I mean, I don't think that you can deny that the moon is hollow, regardless of what theory you think. Right. Is what what gets me about it. Because it could have been something that was driven here by an alien and it's a spacecraft, so therefore it's hollow on the inside. It could be something that was hollowed out by the government to put space, mm-hmm. you know, military bases inside. There's so there it line that theory lines up with so many other theories yeah. that it makes me have to say that it's it has to be a fact. Yeah, and then it also just makes sense on why we would see these strange hollow graphic images that are being placed over because if it's hollow then there's something inside and that means that occasionally there's obviously something coming in and out in and out of it it just all of these kind of like you were saying all these weird things on whatever you want to believe how it came about or what else could be going on with the moon it has to be hollow Mm -hmm. it can't only be on the surface of the moon to me that just seems like why would you do that or only on the dark side of the moon yeah like hello if we have bases 
bases, the military bases here on the Earth that we know obviously is not just on the surface. Of course. At this point, I think majority of the people understand that we absolutely go underground because that's the best place to hide the something. Safest, yeah. It's you can go as deep as you want, as deep and as wide as you like it, baby. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Hey yo. <laughs> so to me, it makes sense. Why would we not do that on the moon? A hundred percent. And I think that everyone has to agree with that. I don't, I don't, I think this, this factor sci-fi is unsci-fiable in our Ooh, books. Ooh, I'd love to I think to we're hear. having our first unsci-fiable. Uns, uns, <laughs> our first ever. The moon is 100% guaranteed. Hollow. I bet my life on it hollow. Yeah, and I would love if someone disagrees to comment when we do post this episode. Because I know a lot of our favorite listeners will, or they will comment right when we drop an episode. Mm-hmm. They'll listen and say, I just listened. If you guys disagree or if you agree, please let us know in the comment section when we do drop it. I think we're both curious to know who absolutely agrees and who are the crazy people that disagree. All right, Brie, I think it's now time for your favorite part of the episode. The conscious quote of the day. So today's conscious quote of the day is going to be by Eckhart Tolle, which I have quoted here before because I think that he is an enlightened master and I adore his soul. Okay. (laughs) Just to say that real quick. So Eckhart says, the power is in you. The answer is in you. And you are the answer to all of your searches. You are the goal. You are the answer. It's never outside. We're always searching for an outside source to either validate or correct us or give us the answers that we search for. And I think that the truth has to lie within us. I agree. Sometimes I try when I hear something and I think it might be crazy or I just don't know. Sometimes I try to just kind of quiet myself for a moment Mm -hmm. and just see how it feels. Like just ask, almost like if you're asking your higher self or your deepest self, however you want to put it. It's Mm -hmm. almost like you're asking yourself and you're just feeling what it means to you. And sometimes you just come up with an answer. At least for me, like I'll just come out with an answer and then just know like that has to be the truth. Because it just, it came from the deepest part of you without trying, you think? Yeah, I think that we're just always... We're always what it is. We mm-hmm. don't always need to be searching for an outside source. Yeah. Or something else that's better. Something else to add to ourselves that's going to make us better. Like, we're perfect as we are. I love it. We are perfect the way we are. I always try to say that to everyone. You know that I'm the biggest proponent of yeah, what we have in front of us is perfect and everything. Me, baby. What you got? <laughs> uh, let me break it down for you. Is what you need. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's get into our favorite part of the episode. When we get to mention all of our loved ones. Shout outs. Right off the top. Per Per usual. usual. As if it was scripted. Two schmucks schmucks and a mic. Two schmucks, no fucks. No fucks at all. None. That's all. Shout out to Blue Alien Mystic. Barry. Shout out to Designs by Perry. John. Dave. Um, Shout out to Ollie V. Veronica. Shout out to Frank Zen. Yeah, Frank Zen. Shout out to Raya. We, we love, love you. Soon. Soon. <laughs> we'll soon. see you soon. We'll just say soon. Shout out to Weathered Traditions. 
AP. Shout out to Seeking Truth 37. Shout out to Callie Girl. Shout out to Magic and Mediums, who was in our live this week. She's a doll too. Absolutely. Shout out to talk more about that podcast. Shout out to Destiny from Space, Hi, another Boo-boo. babe that we love. Shout out to Wokemore. Yeah. Shout out to Celeste Verolares. <laughs> we still need help saying your name. Exactly. DM us. Shout out to Mom Butts. Hey, the girl. Sexy gal. Hey, hey, girl, you look good. Shout out to Oscar 408 We still need to know the friend that you sent our way to listen to the podcast. I want to know who you guys are. Also, shout out to One Gram, Drew. Drew. Now we're on a personal basis. Also, shout out to Great Geek Refuge Podcast. Shout out to Space Funky Fresh. Funky Fresh. Shout out to The Clutes. William, we love you. <laughs> Shout out, as always, to Covert Nerd. Who now we know is Lee. That's all we got, but we're we're good with that. And we're only we're always gonna shout out Covert Nerd, and we really want you guys to listen to his podcast, so check that out. Shout out to Cohawks, who we always pronounce as Cohotes, but he said Cohawks. There you go. And shout out to Benji Loves You. Benji Loves You. Also, shout out to Brian Jackson. I think that's always a staple here. You always. Are, you were missing from our live. We haven't heard from you in a oh few days. Oh, my God. Where the hell have you been? Also, on some serious shit, on the live, people were talking smack about you. People oh, they were. like were. People were like, I'm three episodes behind, and I still come to every one of your lives. We were like, ooh, burn. Burn. Like, like ooh, people, that's right. People were like, I'm sick, and I'm here. Why isn't Brian Jackson here? That's I'm this. True. And I'm that. And so people were talking shit about you in the live and you Just missed a it. Bit, yeah. yeah. And and so far people I think really want pictures of your face. So I think they might too. They were like, Who is this Jackson that they say is Brian with a Y? Which Brie can't get over. I so. just can't. Funny story, Brian Jackson. Oh. You posted that picture, the one we talked about last time too, of your close up face that looked cute with like the no shirt on. And we were trying to look it up and Brie was trying to look at it on her phone and she kept typing in Brian as B-R-I-A-N and she kept getting mad because it wouldn't come up and I was like it's B-R-Y-A-N and Brie went on a whole rant about how I'm like who the hell where did your name come from? Because Who spells it without an I? I and B-R-I-A-N-N-A. And I know that it comes from everywhere. Okay, and it's spelled B-R-I. So, and not supposed to be like the female version of Brian. So I'm just know. confused. Maybe I should meet your parents. Shout out to Phenomena01. If you yes. actually listen to this episode, we'll see how many weeks behind you are. Never told us his name. Oh, that's right. I was going to say, what is his name? Refuses. He wants to re- remain anonymous. Super anonymous. Like, it's okay. We okay, won't. Whatever. We'll just shout it out like that. We'll see if you listen. I don't believe you. <laughs> what about this other person? This last shout out? Yeah. Ugh. All right. Do it. Well, Nate. At Inspectinate on Instagram. Who, I don't even know where to go because he doesn't like Nate the Sponge. He didn't like Nate the Maid. Whatever. He doesn't so, like Stalker. So what are we calling him this episode? So, okay. Uh, Let's say Nate the Butterfly. Okay. Because he was once incubating in his cocoon, and now he's ready to fly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Who knows if Nate's actually going to get that metaphor, because he still didn't get the sponge metaphor. I'm like, how did that just go right over your head? He has to get that metaphor, because I'm pretty sure that he used it himself. I think he called it a cocoon. Maybe. Well, shout out to you, love bug. (laughs) 
Nate the Butterfly. Nate the Butterfly, so gorgeous now, flying around. All right, guys, follow <laughs> us on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. Shoot us an email at that one time I was abducted at gmail.com. Follow us on all things social media that we'll try not to ignore. But we do. And not so much Instagram, though. I know. We're all good with Instagram. We Instagram is where we're at. Um, yeah, for sure. Shout out to hashtag Brie Sounds Like Kim K. Please oh, make goodness. sure you guys use it. That reminds me, actually. Shout out to Not Your Pastors podcast. We love you guys. Oh, for sure. We almost, we almost, we almost forgot that. I don't know. What the hell? What the hell? It's a weird day for us, it's though. A, we're having, honestly, guys. We we're, struggle. We're at, listen, listen, listen. We're at the end of the episode. Listen, Linda. It <laughs> took us about three times to do this episode. We, every time we got in front of the microphone, we would say a couple words, and then we would just like look off in the distance like what wait what was i saying all conjumbled up with our words it yeah was, we didn't know what we were struggle. saying we're like fuck this let's just turn this off we, we need to come read. back in like yeah. six hours and so we did we busted it out brie's gonna have a lot of editing to do but here it cool. is so we love you guys so much so much and don't forget you can listen to us on itunes soundcloud google play all of your favorite podcast listening apps and please rate us on iTunes. Of course, it's the only thing that matters. Uh, fuck you, Mountain View, California. You are the best, Mountain View, California. Love you guys. And all of you guys. Love you. Hey guys, like, hey guys. Mm. I like Truth Seekers. Me too. I miss the Truth Seekers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, howdy. How's it going, y'all? Hey guys. Oh my God. Truth Seekers. You guys. Oh my God. Um, hey. Truth Seekers. Hey, it's Truth Seekers. The cabs are here. Welcome back to another time. Welcome back to that one time I was abducted by an alien. Welcome back. Welcome back and come again. Thank you. Thank you very much. One time I was abducted by an alien. I do not remember much more. No. All right, guys. Follow us on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. That one time I was abducted. This is where we usually get real with you guys. I'm going to tell you right now. It took us like three times, three attempts to down. See? We both say see.